Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. This week in production, it's AIAIO. AIO. Let's go. AIAIO. This week in production is produced by Art Aldrich. The thoughts and opinions expressed here are undoubtedly his own. You can reach Art at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. This is Don McGee. To book me for voiceovers, please call 908 451 6760. Thanks. I'm joined with my friend and uh, co-worker, Mr. Tom Chartrand, Shoreline Digital Media. Or is it? Or is it just AI? Oh, no, it's it's not AI. I can tell. Okay, me too. I, at least I feel like it's me. <laughs> you're, you're sporting a new website, I hear? For the moment, ShorelineMediaPro.com. Still needs some work. It needs some things filling out, but just really, it's a background to what I do here on Cape Cod and beyond. I think what would be really helpful is if people just uh, pounded on the server, sent you feedback, sent you requests for work. Just really pound on that server, make sure it's not going to fail under stress. Exactly. We need the help, and we just don't need the people trying to log in as uh, fake administrators. But uh, <laughs> now that this is out there, I'm going to get. We're going to give that security a real test. Let's test it. Let's just stress <laughs> test it uh, with the help of the TWIP audience, which is like two Let's people. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Baby will uh, try to crack crack in on the admin side. There you go. I'm not worried about him. We were, uh, it's been quite a while since you were a, uh, a participant in the podcast. You made a off, uh, microphone appearance in the, uh, pain in Spain episode. Exactly. On, under the influence of a little grain. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you've been, you've been very busy. Just haven't had, uh, the chance really to catch up with you on, uh, on much to do with, uh, work. But no, uh, I guess that's a good thing. Busy is good, you know, between that and, you know, people entering the family and unions being made and grandbabies being born, you know, things are, have been full speed ahead. So now we've got a, a couple of weeks before our next golf job and uh, can take a breath and get some other work done. This particular job that's coming up coincidentally falls at the same time as the Final Cut Pro Creative Summit. Right. That's a an event that we have been to in the past. I, I dare I say in the in the heyday, because it's not been around that long. But to you know, we've been to the Final Cut Pro Summit since the beginning. Uh it, it sort of petered out during COVID and, and I right. certainly haven't been for a few years. And I think they they lost focus a little bit along the way, but um, the summit is back in person in Cupertino, and it happens to be the same day that we're doing our next uh, golf shoot. I didn't realize that those coincided. It's too bad we won't be able to be at the golf shoot. <laughs> right, and we're actually going to be in San Francisco, which is right. crazy. Like, what are the chances of that happening? And, and of course, so the highlight— so far. The highlight of that event for me, 
every time has been the Apple uh, trip, the Apple campus, the interfacing with the Apple Pro Apps team. That um, has always been the highlight for me. And it sort of brings it brings to mind, I was talking to you a little bit on the last job about, I was watching some of the highlights of the Adobe Max conference last week. And again, I'm not an Adobe Premiere editor, though I do have the Adobe Cloud license. I have access to Premiere. I mainly use Photoshop. I occasionally use After Effects. Never use Premiere. It's just not my right. not my bag. But the Adobe Max is where they show new features and they show some other things. And Adobe is making a very strong push into AI or artificial intelligence or um, machine learning, whatever you want to call it. These things are sort of synonymous to me for letting the computer do the uh, thinking and the processing and not having to have a human do it. Right. I mean, the, the, the way things have moved forward is just mind mind blowing. Cause I, I had my first little dash of experience with AI two years ago, actually, where you were, it was in the formative stages and I needed to create a, a swipe card for, um, for a, a local cooperative extension for people that were getting state money to help feed their families. And I'm like, we can't show anybody how do i find a face to put on this id card and somebody said isn't there artificial intelligence for that and i ended up finding a website that would generate images and that was my first very rudimentary experience with holy cow i can make this person look like just about anything you know it was nationalities it was you know all sorts of things like that not trying to mimic a particular person and put them in an odd background but it was something that said, wow, this could be incredibly powerful. Right. So so they're making a strong push. This has been in some of the software like Photoshop. I've seen the the content aware fill. It's mm-hmm. similar to that, some of the other stuff they're showing, where you can take a piece of an image and say, erase it, but put the background back or just take this piece out. And it knows how to generate those pixels based on what's around it. Right. Take this obscurance out and leave the rest. It's starting to do it. Like my brother-in-law is a big proponent of this thing called Midjourney. And Midjourney has, I guess, been the like original image generation using AI. And, and he could probably talk more about this on a future podcast. But Adobe is starting to integrate some of that stuff into Photoshop, where you can generate from a text prompt a right. 100% computer-generated image. And it's getting me you know, thinking, especially since the Final Cut Summit is coming up in a couple of weeks. We're right. going to be in San Francisco, but ironically, we're not going to be at the Final Cut Summit. We're going to be on a golf uh, remote. But... And, and I don't know that I would have went or not because I think, you know, to some degree, I feel like the conference has sort of lost its its focus. But right. if Apple was ever going to show new versions of Final Cut or whatever, this would be the time 
and the place to do it. To be there, to experience that at the uh, mothership. Yeah, for sure. So it got me thinking about, well, what would Apple do like to keep pace or to take sort of the lead? Like Apple is in a unique position to really go nuts with AI. They're doing all of this great stuff on the phone in iOS. They're doing things like, you know, voice to text and uh, photo identification. Like they're doing all of these things in the in the phone. iOS, right? And now iOS is really the same as Mac OS. And so, obviously, it seems natural to be able to take the Apple Silicon and the software knowledge and all of that processing power and right. give us some things. And we we talked about this a little bit in the past. You know, always like, well, what what would be something new in Final Cut? But really now, I'm almost seeing this as a line in the sand for for Apple with Final Cut. Like, okay, you need to keep Final Cut going, or maybe not, right? Who knows? If but, they're losing the interest from the community, but it, it, it definitely, App, Adobe has put down, laid down a gauntlet to say, we're going further. We're going further. We're going into this AI world. Would love to see Final Cut go there. And so it got me thinking about what are some of the things, if you could just dream, you know, maybe it's not reality for the first, you know, rev or whatever, but let's let's just dream about what could be done in uh, virtual, you know, processing, artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it. What are some things that would make, you know, your editing easier, better, more efficient? I mean, very first off, and it's probably partially there, is like the ability to do accurate transcriptions right away and maybe put those to voice. Um, the the ability to take a script and audition it in a particular language or something like that that you can put out, that's probably a very basic version of using AI to put these things together. I have a client that wanted a South African voiceover uh, to replace somebody who aged out. And so I did a sample, can AI do it? And it still needs some tweaking and still needs some, uh, you know, perfection, but it was really close and enough to give them an idea of, I want to find somebody that can talk with this sort of, with this accent and the words, and you could even go back and, and finesse the wording as well to make it like more colloquial. So that's, was crazy strong. Well, that's you know, a, that. That's a big idea. I mean, some of this stuff is available, you know, outside uh, yeah. f- of Final Cut, like the ability to generate a a voice, as you say, from yeah. from a text file and have it be anything. But thinking about that and how great would it be to have built in the Final Cut a voiceover tool that could yes. generate your script into an audio track right in the program. And have it be dynamic, where if I made a change, if I cut out a word, that audio track is just adjusted. You just highlight the word, delete it, and it's out of your voiceover. It's out of the voiceover, and your edit, right. you know, reflects Continues. that. Like, how great right. would that be? That would be huge. And and tell me if I'm going in a wrong direction, but it seems like the final yes, cut... Yes, you're going in the ex- wrong direction. I'm always doing that. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> That the extensions for Final Cut are they are super 
strong. Like using, I don't know if you use the Frame IO extension within Final Cut, but I will do that when I'm working on a particular project. There's a couple of clients that I go and do that with where they will go to Frame.io in their web interface and send me, whether it's stock footage, photography, things that I need, and I don't have to go out to the web and download them. I can just open up the Frame.io extension within Final Cut and drag them into my browser directly. And it feels like it cuts out a couple of steps, but there should be, and I can imagine, a mid-journey plugin extension or other AI extensions that could be accessible really quickly through the Final Cut interface? Well, this is a good question because you bring up the, the possibility of whether Apple would do this themselves built into right. the app or they would do it as a third-party opportunity via a software developer from the outside. I personally think the extensions are a little clunky the way they're integrated into Final Cut. I use Frame.io all the time. I right. seldom use it in the extension window because I just find it clunky. It's not, I don't know, for me, it's just the way it appears, the way it floats in a window, and it just is a little clunky. I like the idea yep. of it. Yep, I just absolutely. Think, I, I, I think there's still some things about Final Cut that need to be addressed before I think they could go down the road with other modules like just unchain the windows a little bit right yeah the exactly. windows are chained together and and i'm not sure there's a good reason for it i like uh, the magnetic timeline i don't love the magnetic windows and the thing that you can't spread them out over the you know a multi-monitor setup so i think that that voice thing would be great i would mm -hmm. love to see apple do it internally uh, or maybe, you know, have an Apple version, but also open it up for other companies to develop. Right. That would probably be the best of both worlds. I don't know that it would work. I, I it would For me, it would have to be integrated into the level of Final Cut where you could basically type in your dialogue. Right. Have it generate this, you know, audio track and then be dynamically linked to it. Exactly. And and so that you could change it like you do anything in the database and update it on the fly. Right. Yeah. So on that same thought process, what I was thinking would be cool too is the same concept but for production music. Let me have an AI-generated production track Yeah. that is dynamic length, Right as I make my edits, the the length of the music track can ripple or extend, extend. Out. and then you could say, you know, I need it to sound like this. I need it to have an ending with a sting. I need to have it, you know, blah blah blah, and have that, you know, be part of the edit. Like that would be another huge. Let it grow with my edit as it goes, and as you build an edit, you can say tag, you know have it go I, I like that and it's sort of built off of the old soundtrack where you had different loops and things that you could do in the suite um, but have it be intelligent that, that is fascinating keeping on that that theme of like you know being able to have you know a descriptive text and then have it generate something so I shoot a lot of interviews let's have the ability, as you mentioned, like, okay, translate that audio into text. Yes. 
let me put that into the timeline. And then if I decide I need to pull out a piece, make that piece dynamic. Disappear. You know, make it have dynamic. It, yeah, have it tied to your clip. I've been, a lot of my timeline editing lately has been floating over what I do and don't need. And I use the option bracket to cut my clips. I can only imagine it would be really easy to make something like that work with words, you know, in a voiceover and follow and track it. Some of this stuff, you know, exists. Like Philip Hodgetts has a piece of software called Builder or a Lumberjack. Right. It's yeah. all kind of an integrated system with logging and things like that. But they do have in this piece of software called Builder and an ability to take a Final Cut event XML bring it into this little piece of software, run a uh, voice-to-text uh, machine learning translation, mm -hmm. and then edit it in the builder window, like text edit it, spit out an XML that would then go back to Final Cut, and then there's your conform. You can right. do it with different pieces, different uh, clips, but why not have that integrated into Final Cut? Absolutely. And I just saw FX Factory has something similar now in one of their plugins um, that works like that. You can go in, have it, you know, do the transcription, use it in the timeline, export it out, um, sync it with different frame rates and different projects and events. So everyone's getting wise to that sort of workflow, but it's still not integrated. Maybe, maybe it's naive to think Apple would be able to pull all of this off themselves like maybe they do need you know the third-party developer support i'm not sure i would just like to see it integrated in very tightly yeah i think they're observers in that they see what's going on in the market they see who's doing it best and then eventually like siri they you know buy license and buy the technology and then integrate it you know so i see them being behind adobe in this vein they have so much of this technology already in play i'm right. just asking them to flex some of it into you know their pro tools like like you know not that i want to shoot video on an iphone but i have in uh -huh. the past as i need to but you know they have the ability now to with the photos to decide later if you want that to be a portrait photo or a regular photo be able to change the background blur using right. the depth map well you know if if they gave us you know video and the ability to play with that stuff in final cut that was shot right. on an iphone i mean that would be pretty cool that would be huge and huge i built in and i'm sure they're working on it i i just don't think that these things would be a big big stretch I was. T I mentioned to you the the builder software, which right. is uh, written by Philip Hodgetts and uh, his company. Well, Mark Spencer did this really cool demo of a new piece of software that uh, Philip has called Picture This, and it's AI image generation loosely integrated into Final Cut. It is an app that you have to download from the App Store. Right. And it only works on Apple Silicon, and I think you have to be on Sonoma. But it does not have to go out to the World Wide Web to look up the um, machine learning libraries. It's all in the app. So it's like an 8-gigabyte app, 
and it's all self-contained and you text in what you want the program to generate an image of and it throws it back into Final Cut using a marker system. Right. And yes, like that's cool, but something more closely integrated in and something that could generate video. Yes, stock footage. Stock footage. I mean, even if it was like just, as they say, for position only, um, would be huge. Well, that's just it. Say the projects you're working on, you you generally will want a green screen against something moving. So say you want background, blue sky on a golf course, you know, just as a generic background. That would be huge to be able to get that to be something that could loop behind a, yeah, an interview. Absolutely. So so that would be a huge thing. And, and I, again, I think, you know, there's certainly industry movement in this direction. The question is, is Apple moving in this direction? Do they want to? And yes, do they want to? I don't know, but right. Why wouldn't they? I know. Are they are they worried about losing market share to Adobe? You know how they seem to keep updating along with Final Cut, Motion, and Compressor. So that suite keeps progressing, but they definitely aren't marketing it like Adobe is. And the question is why to me. So the, right, the, the question really is, is Apple continuing the support of this app for the pro market, or is it just gonna languish with- Are they committed know, to it? Trivi right. Trivial updates or whatever. I, I don't know the answer to that. Right. but. You know, some of these things would just make really fundamental sense as a next step going yeah. forward. Big time. I mean, it would be amazing to have some things at your fingertips, whether you use them or not, to test and show clients and be able to pre-produce certain things that whether you go out and shoot them on location or just have the ability to use them right from the app. Uh, would be huge useful tools. Yeah, I saw one demo of this app. I think it was called like Babel or, or something like that. I can get the uh, exact name of it. But it's the ability to take like an English spoken video. Okay. You upload it into this uh, service on the web. It will then translate the audio in the same vocal tone as your English speaking narrator or person. Okay. It could be on camera. It doesn't have to be voiceover. But it'll mimic the voice and it'll translate it into another language. Oh and, my goodness. And it will adjust the video if you have someone on camera speaking. It'll adjust the lips so that it doesn't look like a Kung Fu movie from the 70s. Right, exactly. Creature Double Feature on Channel 38 in Boston. That's, yeah. I had, that's crazy. Yes. And so, I mean, imagine a suite of tools that you could then, you could sit in front of Final Cut, shoot, you know, video on your phone and have all of these ability to produce it in multiple languages and not have to re-edit it, you know, reframe right. it. They're already doing some of the stuff like the reframe for 9x16. Like, let's have this suite of tools. The whole thing. Let's just get there, Apple. Get there now. 
Exactly. Give it to us. Look at what Adobe's doing and make it better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not all of this Adobe stuff is available. Uh, a lot of this stuff is uh, preview, preliminary, beta, or, right. or pre-beta. I mean, obviously, you can go to Photoshop and do the image generation now. Like, that's in there now. And some of the stuff, like the content-aware in video is already in After Effects. But, like, the ability to, you know, really hone it is um, – it's coming. It's coming, Apple. Adobe's showing it. Let's not get left behind. Let us know you hear us. <laughs> Give yes, us a sign. Yes. So, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully there's some news out of Cupertino in two weeks' time. Yes. So the Final Cut Pro, the FCP Creative Summit, November 6, 7, and 8, Cupertino, California. Aha. Uh -huh. And it's $300. I don't know. I think that's about what it used to be. Uh, one year it doesn't was, sound like it's gone up at all. Right. One year it was free, but that was when it was virtual. Right. Um, and that didn't count. They're giving you some kind of a certification exam voucher, and then you get two days of uh, session-based uh, training and a day at Apple, and then there's the networking. And it's got the usual suspects from previous years. I mean, I, I it's pretty much the same cast of characters. If you Ian haven't Anders, been there, it's worth a take. If you're in the area or if you can yeah. make it happen, there's a lot of good stuff that happens there. There is. There is. Ian Anderson is there, Mark Spencer, Steve Martin. Those two guys alone yeah. are usually worth the price of admission. Jeff Greenberg is still involved. Uh, Abba Shapiro. Richard Thompson, so I'm sure. Yeah. I don't see him listed, but uh, huh? there's a couple of new faces uh, it's definitely worth considering if you're Final Cut Pro centric. The um, the keynote is going to be with um, I Justine. I was just going to say, don't say it. Yeah, she's the uh, <laughs> okay. the keynoter, and uh, not my favorite. Uh, you know, not my choice. Let's say for a keynote. She's done a great job of marketing herself. She's actually in with the Motion VFX folks. Um, and has her own suite of plugins. She does. There. And they actually make some great plugins. No, they do. And look, she's yeah. she's definitely social media starlet and Apple, you know, fangirl and all of these things. I, I just not sure that she's the poster child for Final Cut Pro editing, in in my opinion. But but I, uh, I can't disagree. I'm sure that it would be uh, a interesting keynote nonetheless but but that's the summit and hopefully we will see some announcements from apple just really anything to say hey final cut is still alive it still has Cutting a future and, yes and this is what we're offering and i i have to say it has advanced through the years quietly and still being a, a, a cutting edge tool that has never let me down. You know, you may want more, but it's always been a solid, solid platform. Yep, I agree. So we will have to wait and see. We'll hold our breath and see what happens in two weeks time. For now, Tom, thank you for uh, your time. 
Thanks and, for having me aboard again. And we'll put a wrap on this week in production until next time. Sounds good. Thanks, Art. <laughs>